0: We need to stop for a break. We've been walking for hours.
1: I think it's days. We need to find food first. And shelter. Hold strong, comrades! Drop that comrade crap. My feet hurt.
0: Hey, it wasn't our idea to get off the
2: bus. Listen, it wasn't safe. In the rain. I'm telling you, there were spies on that bus. Maybe even more cinema assassins.
0: How? How could they have known we were on that bus? Thought they all died in that restaurant explosion.
2: That old couple in the back have been looking at us funny since Albuquerque. (laughs) Oh, come on. You also said that about the truckers in Tucson.
0: And the Girl Scouts in (laughs) Gallup.
3: And the furries in Flagstaff.
1: In scrutinizing Zachariah's defense, uh, they did seem rather surly. Because
3: he jumped in one of their laps and took a selfie. They weren't even on the bus.
2: It was a calculated maneuver to throw them off. You can't be too careful. The High Council has eyes everywhere. Oh, yes, uh, quite. But certainly we are safe here alone
4: with
5: each other. You know, old friends. Holy shit. You're still with us? Then here, hold my bags. Uh, yes, sir. Where
4: the bloody hell are we, anyway? Uh, three miles east of the middle
0: of fucking nowhere.
3: The last sign we passed said, Hooker, Oklahoma.
4: You'd like that, wouldn't you, you filthy codger?
1: What's that building up there, far side of this parking lot? That, my fellow, smells like an opportunity. Onward! It smells like gasoline and formaldehyde. I know,
5: it's making me nostalgic.
0: How could you smell it this far away?
5: Put that paper bag down.
0: What? What is this place?
5: It's a museum or something. Look at all this art. The, uh, the incredibly meaningful but obscure museum
4: of incredibly obscure but meaningful art of obscure meaning. How did you know that? Oh, well, um, you see it says so on the sign over the
2: door. Oh, I can't argue with that.
3: check it out. These gifts don't even
1: animate. Stop prodding the paintings, you gen-toddler! Uh, we're safe for now. Head dry. I suppose this is as good a time as any to hold our next conclave. Oh, hey, check this piece out. See how there's like
5: 50 layers of paint and bits of junk all piled on, almost like the artist is trying to make it hard to understand what the hell is really going on. It puts me in mind of Angel's Egg. A dense and impenetrable Japanese animated movie filled with impossible imagery and and layers upon layers of meaning.
0: And you want
5: to subject us to all this? Well, an abandoned museum full of crumbling artifacts?
1: Can't let such a significant setting go to waste. I do have to say the aesthetic does have something going for it.
3: Oh, you and your fucking aesthetics. (sighs) Seriously, how do you swipe right on these things? Oh, shut up.
5: Somewhere near the middle of nowhere America, past the abandoned coat room of a museum that no one remembers and fewer liked to begin with. Beyond the incredibly significant coffee table and the styrofoam block of meaning, a secret society huddles around a cell phone flashlight desperately dodging the deep deceptions and draconian dictates of a global conspiracy to scrutinize those films which are rumored to drive viewers to madness and dissolution, and maybe dry off their soggy togs and find something to eat. Draw closer, dear listener. Let your trembling ears sup upon the eldritch knowledge of the Cinemania Society. We, we the,
3: fellows the fellows of the Lens of Home do um, convene to judge if it's not of our esteem, or whether, whether she should be cast down, down as worth the rest
5: of
1: Let us start our friends in judgment. We the fellows
5: Welcome, fellow fleeing felons, to this conclave of the Cinemania Society.
1: Hang on, I don't have my gavel. Uh,
5: clonk. And welcome to our listeners, to whom I will now issue this warning. We disciples of the Cinemania Society have studied the mysteries of the motion picture and meditated upon the silver screen for many years. Therefore, we have become inured to the films we scrutinize, which may contain hazards unsuitable to young, sensitive ears. As such, we advise anyone listening to do so with discretion. Guard your ears carefully, lest you develop a severe and irreversible case of... Cinemania. Present at our conclave tonight are...
2: Synquisitor Ethan, Keeper of the Lenses. Scrutinizer Zachariah, Guardian of the Door.
0: Anti Hope, previously known as Keeper of the Books. Professor Andrea, Scholar of San Francisco.
2: Repositor
3: Andre, Voice from the Outer World. And
5: Verifier Andy, Master
3: Illuminator.
5: I am Profligator Daniel, possessor of the word. I will be serving as Pontifex of Presentment for tonight's Subject of Scrutiny. All caps. Angel's Egg, a film from 1985 directed by anime visionary Mamoru Oshii. <laughs> anime? I was
3: born in
0: 1985. Oh, shut
5: up! <laughs> Inquisitor Ethan will act as Master Castigator for this conclave. Inquisitor Ethan, take it away.
1: Gladly. <clears throat> Charges against this film include illegal parking of giant space eyeball orbs, violence against giant eggs, contemplative navel-gazing in the first degree, lustful display of animated water surfaces, Lewd presentation of chicken fetuses. Is that be feti? Vicious and wanton padding of runtime. Attempting to pass off pan still frames as animation. Inducing depression and catatonia in protagonists. Inducing depression and catatonia in audience. Lack of dialogue. Lack of plot. Suspicion of ripping off Ian Miller background. Abuse of French Enlightenment-era architecture. Suspicion of serving as inspiration for M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Willful biblical misquotation for narrative purposes. Unlicensed use of a Christ figure. Reckless provocation of endless debates about evil and meta-narrative. Cruelty to giant prehistoric shadowfish. Unwilling. Expectation. That the audience has been dosed with psychoactive substances in quantities sufficient to actually enjoy the film, namely five dried grams of psilocybin, minimum. Neglecting to provide said psychoactive substances to the audience. Serious trigger warnings include violence, implied misogyny, implied suicide and child mortality, and minor body horror. Ah, uh, thank you, Inquisitor Ethan. Now tell us, what's
5: this angel's egg business all about?
0: I think that list was longer than all of the dialogue in the entire movie.
2: (laughs) Brother Zachariah, do you want to take the first go? I'll give it a shot. All right. Brace yourself because the original treatment for this film reads less like a movie and more like Kubrick designing a Rorschach test. First test. A first-person subjective shot that contemplates a pair of hands, the way you look at them, and when you've been ripping bongs all afternoon, and you fused into a symbiotic life form with the couch. You ever look at your hands, man? Like, really look at your hands?
4: I mean, they call them fingers, but I never see them thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: This is even grosser, because in the movie, they're like little baby hands.
0: Oh, did they cast Trump?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. 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 All right. Second test. There's a chicken fetus and a transparent egg at the top of a giant tree. Oh, did they cast Trump?
5: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Zach. Please continue. All right, all right, all right.
2: There's something wrong with the sky and the soundtrack is all spooky coral, a la 2001 A Space Odyssey. You know the part where Dave has a bad acid trip while visiting the space-going chocolate bar? Ah, Monolith. I mean Monolith. We were forced to look at this for a full 30 seconds before we go into an XCU extreme close-up on the eye of the giant chicken fetus as it twitches in its pre-birth slumber for another 20 seconds or so. That's right. You look at that chicken fetus in the eye. You look at it. You look at it. Third test. A pretty boy with a fancy military cape and loud hair stands in the middle of a prog rock album cover. He has a large T-shaped weapon slung over his shoulder. It is totally not a giant cross. Not at all. And the vehicle he exited is totally not a gigantic metallic steampunk dong. Not at all. He scans the horizon of a crimson sky in bored nonchalance. Give me a sky that red and I'll be a chalant as hell, man. He just doesn't have any chalance to spare at all. Uh, <laughs> used I, it all up on his hair. I lost it in the war. (laughs) Chalance is the first thing to go. (laughs) The first victim of war. Behind him, mysterious machines reach for the sky. It's not that far out from one of Ian Miller's scorched backgrounds from Ralph Batchy's Wizards. But it'd make for an even gnarlier jazz fusion vinyl album sleeve that still stinks of weed and patchouli. Ah, memories. That's what my dad smoked like. Ew.
5: <laughs>
2: Jeez. Uh Daddy yes Daddy, like co-op I lived in. <laughs> Daddy issues. Ascent by hope. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs>
5: holy
2: shit. Truly
0: Ooh. weed, not Tampa.
2: <laughs> I was raised by hippies oh, too. Not I issues, I get, just I get. memories.
0: <laughs> memories of home.
2: Fourth test. Are you seeing your mother yet? A giant spiky sphere with a massive stained glass eye descends from the sky like a Catholic unicorn. No,
1: no, There's- no. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no. no! This is a t- Transformers <laughs> the movie reference, Zach. This is your favorite movie. Unicorn.
2: <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you uni- <laughs> <I'm> like I like the Catholic
1: <gasps> unit, right?
2: Oh, uni- that's the latest yeah. live little pony. Catholic Leponi.
1: unicorn is what you find when you're looking for a third. Right. <laughs> 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 Ethan, <He said> that's <laughs> what
5: cracks
2: me. That's what I was thinking. Uni- okay, unicron, I see it, Oh, I, I thought that was it. a typo. Oh, it's like a unicorn in a Catholic schoolgirl <laughs> costume.
3: The couple across the pews give you that one look
1: over the sacramental wine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: watching you while you take <laughs> That's...
0: Oh Jesus when, when the two of you go into the confessional booth together and the priest is down.
2: Oh, uh, okay. It,
5: it is down or goes down? Hey, Well, yeah. I mean, he's down to
0: join you on the other side. Okay. I'll
5: uh, down or
1: goes down? Oh, the answer is yeah. yes. <laughs> all right,
2: all right. All right, fourth test, fourth test. Are you seeing your mother yet? A giant spiky sphere with massive stained glass eye descends from the sky like a Catholic Unicron. There's no comical aliens high on Plutonian Nyborg either. No, no Lochnar. sorry folks, wrong animated feature. No, there's just a horrific steam whistle shriek. As we zoom in, it turns out those spikes are actually millions of Greco-Roman angel statues. Significant, meaningful, very, wow. Much symbolism.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that meme is a little bit outdated. Much significance. Many meaningful. Very, wow. Ah,
2: stale, stale memes.
1: Carrying on. All right.
2: A girl's voice asks, and this is the first line of the movie, Who are you? And by this point, we're really asking ourselves, why are you? Cut to the girl, swaddled in blankets, and cuddled up with a giant stonking egg, she awakens in her hideaway in some kind of tumbled-down building with a giant astrolabe that is never explained and we will never see again. So it's unclear why some poor art studio intern had to put so much time into it. She climbs to a window to look out over a cozy seaside rendezvous, sans Freddie Mercury. She contemplates this view for a full 15 seconds, I counted. Which, by the way, turns out to be a really long time.
1: It's so romantic. Can we do it again? Can we do it again? No sometime? singing.
2: I, 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 no No, no. no
1: not singing. singing. Seaside rendezvous. Seaside sp- rendezvous. Someone get the table. Seaside rendezvous. Give us a kiss. I told you I'd do it when it came up. Bad, Inquisitor. Bad, bad!
0: Knock it off! I can sing fine.
1: It's all of you who just don't hear it right. Uh Yeah,
0: that makes perfect Uh, sense.
1: Alright, we
2: smash-mouth, I mean smash-cut to a black frame (laughs) that we have to stare at for another 15 seconds, before eventually the animator remembers to fade in the title. Angel's egg. How long do we enjoy the beauty of the title card, you ask? Look, anytime we're shown something in this movie, please assume that we have to stare at it for a long while in a ponderous, thoughtful silence.
0: In fact, the first five minutes of the film are completely silent. I sat there wondering if my video player was working. Same. Yeah. Oh I, I checked my audio and subtitles
2: <laughs> multiple times. The sh- the shitty thing is, I started watching it, and I needed knew I needed the subtitled vision, version, but I didn't know if i had the subtitled version or not for the first five minutes i watched the first five minutes and then someone finally speaks and i saw that i wasn't watching the subtitled version my my problem is my problem
5: was i assumed that it was silent you know at first but so i wasn't sure how loud i had said it so i cranked the volume way up so let me tell you my ears almost ruptured with who are you
1: the first time oh my god
4: And I was absolutely oh, fine because I know how to work things like volumes and subtitles.
0: <laughs> and you've watched this piece of shit. Forever.
4: Oh,
2: show us the. Show I us. I mean, the, I did too. Show us the marvels of technology, oh Master Illuminator. It's
4: like trying right. to teach your mum how
3: to program a video.
0: <laughs> oh, what
2: now? Right.
3: Your mum programs videos. <laughs> I worked at VCR
2: once many
3: moons ago.
0: In a history museum? Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Six minutes in, and we're only now just getting to the opening credits over this little girl's morning routine. She stuffs the front of her pink on pink candy striped dress with the aforementioned massive egg and sets out across a landscape filled with grassy knolls and weird rock outcroppings.
1: (laughs) Did anywhere nearby?
2: More black intimidating skyscapes and suitably sinister vegetation.
0: I have to believe it really was not a coincidence that this made her look pregnant. I mean, there's there's symbolism and
5: oh no all no all caps no, meaning that is in this absolutely not
3: a, a mistake. Okay,
0: just, just double checking
3: symbolism. Right.
0: Subtlety, subtlety. It's not oh, subtext
2: no, if you no. put it in all caps. <laughs> she <laughs> contemplates over all of this for another indeterminate time before filling a round bottom flask the size of her head, which she also contemplates. That's some good contemplating right there. Eventually she drinks the whole goddamn thing, which raises questions about the size of her bladder. There's a shriek and something rushes at her, but fooled you. Nothing exciting is happening. Why would it? Must be something in the water. We're guessing a racehorse grade dose of ketamine.
0: I have to say that's the nicest water bottle I've ever seen. True. Looks kind of like a practical
1: ever. Uh, It's called a boiling flask or a round-bottom flask. It's literally used in chemistry. Like, where the fuck is she finding, like, chem glassware? That shit's expensive. I learned this from Breaking Bad. (laughs) Later
0: on, you will see so much more. So much more. Oh, yeah. I bet in an abandoned, like, chemical weapons factory, since it's all post apocalyptic.
2: This movie's so post apocalyptic, you'd think that I would have chosen it, but no. (gasps) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Real. Hey, where did Andre wander off to? Looking around at the pretty
2: pictures. I think I'll have a look. (laughs) Good Doge. Nice Doge. Hey, hey, what's the deal? You find something?
3: It's So sad, yet so hopeful, yet totally a good boy.
2: Why? This picture of a crying dog? Doge. Whatever. It kind of sucks. Shut your
3: slutty mouth. You just can't appreciate the youth culture of Doge's memes and
2: anime. (laughs) Yeah, fine, whatever. So it's a dog, so what? Doge? Look, it's simple. Good boy, nice Doge, excellent meme.
0: Mudge art. Wow.
2: Right. Listen. It's not safe to go wandering off. You never know when more cinema assassins could be lurking about. <laughs> That's just a
3: sheet draped over a sibian mounted like a mechanical bull.
2: Oh, yikes. Uh, well we're supposed to be talking about this movie.
3: Uh, it's an anime. Actually it's a pretty important one. We wouldn't have the same anime culture today without it.
2: And that would be a bad thing?
3: Yeah, no, no, you don't get it You don't get it, you absolutely do not get it All right.
2: I I grew up with a lot of anime I watched um, Star Blazers, I think was the first thing that I Uh ever watched Which was from Japan, originally Battleship Yamato, I think Or Space Battleship Yamato And that was pretty awesome There was also uh, Space Captain Harlock was another one And then Mm -hmm. like Robotech Blew Don't me out of the water.
1: Macross!
2: And that Macross and Robotech are the same goddamn thing. No, they're not! Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Robotech was a combination of a bunch of different anime from Japan that they turned into the Robotech series, but the first series was actually Macross. That idiot back there did get that right. But That was the beginning of my experience to anime. And I guess this is from a similar period, Mm. early mid 80s. I mean,
3: you can definitely see that in the style. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I guess the actual artist was very influential in the realm of video games. The whole like uh, villain with the white hair, like Sephiroth, In the whole Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy series, he had a lot of influence on the character designs, I believe. But I don't get where that goes to like memes and your dojis, (laughs) doggies. Memes? I'm sorry? (laughs) Memes, whatever. Uh It's all a bit much for my Gen X mind to take. I just. I wasn't
3: going to say anything, but yeah.
2: I kind of instinctually go to whatever but if you got what's your take on this
3: my take i mean like it's
2: i i'm in a lot of anime
3: adjacent media but the the closest i've ever done is genshin impact definitely got that 90s anime feel which i you know admittedly i haven't watched a whole lot of um it's Oh, gosh, I do think a lot of, even though I haven't seen the whole thing, but like clips of Ghost in the Shell and like all of those fancy effects of the light bouncing around from, you know, not just water, but also other objects, the flowing hair, like flowing hair, hair physics. That's.
0: You're talking about the original Ghost in the Shell, not the Scarlett Johansson remake?
3: Yes, talking about the actual
2: cartoon.
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely see the influence, but I don't know. I just like, I mean, with imagery, like definitely, especially just the way the characters are designed reminds me a lot of just kind of like that. Uh, I want to say stoicism with all of, with, especially with our friend, with the definitely not cross strapped on his back. Definitely not cross. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But you can definitely see, like, that uh, setup for the uh, pseudo-fantasy genre for, for anime. And speaking of pseudo-fantasy, something like Genshin Impact, um, which was working on definitely had that same kind of mystic vibe. Like when I was voicing Halfdan and um, this, uh, I, I don't know, if, <laughs> I don't know if you've played the game, Zach. Uh, I no. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It's it's fine not to have taste, Zach. Um. <laughs> I, I found that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when voicing Halfdan, like there was just this scene where that was the only dialogue that he ever had. But there was this, uh, uh, especially with this particular scene dealing with death and the afterlife, that mysticism and all of those those light effects and just that tone. Uh, really comes through and I know like everyone's like oh there's not a whole lot of dialogue Um, neither did Half Dan have a lot of dialogue but it's making it like count Along right. with that ambiance and uh, reflections off of environmental uh, uh, elements. And you can see the influence p- pretty darn clearly. And I know everyone's like, oh, there's not a whole lot of dialogue. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Y'all are just uh, used to dialogue. I don't know. I can also, Rich coming from me being a voice actor, but whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> From a pop culture perspective, like if if Mamoru Oshii is a guy who went on to make Ghost in the Shell, like as a science fiction nerd, that that movie was pitched to me as as like if you like Blade Runner, you'll love this, and I definitely loved it. So if this film was, you might say, the egg in which Ghost in the Shell incubated. do sh- no no uh-huh. no, don't do <laughs> that. Nope. Why?
5: <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs>
0: I'm starting to worry. Andre's been gone a while.
5: Yeah, and... Oh, what's that? Oh, oh, no, 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 wait. That's just an ad break. My bad.
3: Later, the girl crosses a bridge into that cute seaside French town, now we are in a maze of twisty little passages all alike. Unfortunately, there isn't a colossal cave nearby, nor are we on an adventure. No. Not Zork we're... either, huh? All right. No. Uh, no, we're somewhere that looks as if Bordeaux had been co-designed by Dr. Seuss and M.C. Escher. Okay. The girl gazes up into the windows of darkened houses and down... Into basement windows. Oh,
5: Unfortunately, she's not room been room eaten room. by a groove by this point in time. <laughs> this
2: whole section is creepy as f yes. to me. Yes.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can we just get her get her in eaten by a groove so we can move on?
0: Didn't they have to establish a minimum runtime?
5: <laughs> to be time a feature, it has
1: to be a minimum of at least sixty-five minutes.
2: Uh, (laughs) Knew it. I don't think Japan has the same issues with runtime.
3: This is a kid who is presently winning staring contests with empty windows. Said contest is interrupted, however, by the screeching of horrific and very phallic war machines. A line of biomechanical tanks rolls past her down the street. Very turgent tanks. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Eventually one comes to a stop and it's the dude with the cape and the mysterious rifle thing. It's not a cross and he's not Jesus, damn it.
0: He hops out of the aforementioned steampunk dong.
3: Allegedly.
0: Dong tank.
3: Allegedly. Allegedly. He may be pretty, but the tank itself festers with pulsing veiny tubes moving with a life of their own. It's a dude dong tank. down. Yeah. Dude <laughs> hops out, down. Dude hops down off the tank and engages in, what else, a staring contest with the girl until she flounces off to an alley and hunkers down with her pet egg. She eventually runs back out into more rotoscoped Bordeaux streets and eventually fucks off to a shop. Uh, probably a chemist's. Pharmacy for us Yanks. (laughs) She hunts about for food but then comes upon another of those giant round flasks she seems so obsessed with.
1: Jackpot, apparently. What is the thing with the goddamn flasks? I mean, oh, we'll get no. to
2: that. Yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Because
1: there's no kind
2: of symbolism
1: with water. Symbolism with yeah, water no, and it's... Christ, you know. Uh, Why a yeah. flask? Symbolism. Yeah, what is it? They're supposed to be egg-like or something?
5: Oh no, no. no so, the no, no. glass so, testicle. The egg is the egg. the yes. the, the the water is the amniotic sac.
3: But the egg's not in the water! (sighs) Anyway, terrifying imagery aside, she arrives (laughs) at the world's creepiest fountain, trademarked, made up of sinister Lovecraftian fish heads and sea monsters. Okay, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. It is surrounded by spectral figures of men in work togs frozen in place, or
2: maybe they're statues or memories? Ghosts? Surrounded by spectral figures of men and work togs is good. Mm. This place looks pretty
3: French. Blech. So they could be <laughs> fucking mimes trademarked. The girl <laughs> fills up her new prized flask with some water and then she.
1: Wait for it. Contemplates through the water filled flask. Shock of shocks. Holy shit. More contemplation? I can't fucking wait. I hope I hope she doesn't drink it because little fountain water can
0: be kind of gross. Ooh, I was thinking the yeah.
3: same thing. Finally, she seems to conclude that yes, it's just more water. But is it though? Oh, Thank
1: goodness. <laughs> Anybody remember that whole thing about the, the how the study of epidemiology began with cholera and yeah. city fountains? Oh that yeah. No idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because it was really yeah. everything
0: from the communal water yeah. supply.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, don't stick your filthy hands in the communal water supply.
1: Yeah, Uh, even as recently as the 1850s, people had still not learned not to shit where you drink.
0: I mean, they had learned it, but then they forgot it. And then they learned and forgot it again. Because we don't write shit down.
1: I don't know if I'd say they had learned it.
0: I just want to chime in about the tanks.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. What about Uh, the tanks?
0: Strangely, the thing that bothers me the most about those weird bug-shaped tanks is that they're driving sideways. Why do they do that?
4: It's not that they're driving sideways. It's that the turrets are pointing sideways, which is a thing that tanks do when they're driving so that they can move closer in together when they're moving in a
0: column. And then if they accidentally fire, they don't shoot each other.
5: (laughs) That too. yeah. It's to suggest that they're going from one place to another, not like ready for
1: battle. Yeah, cool. Tanks Again? for the memories. Oh, no,
3: yes.
1: <laughs> so bonk. All right,
3: um, Pretty Boy admonishes her to keep precious things inside you or you will lose them. This is probably metaphorical, but it sure feels creepy and vaguely menacing, like that sketchy cousin in the panel van. Pretty Boy follows her from a distance as she demands to know who he is, reasonably so. She shouts at him not to follow her, but follow her he does. Explain himself, he does not, which does nothing to reduce the similarity to said cousin in the panel van. Well, well, wait,
1: wait, just wait just one minute. What? What is that?
0: You okay there, chief?
1: The fuck is he off to? Uh,
0: I'll get him. Hold on a moment, guys.
1: Can't believe I didn't notice it before. It's so compact and. Rectilinear. It speaks of modernity and power, yet hints at the primal vulnerability of the darkness. It screams, Let there be light! Let fear be extinguished! Well, I, I mean, I guess? Never expected to find a piece so deeply transcendent in this place. I must have it! Yeah. Hey, who's fucking
4: ah. around with the
1: light? Oh, shit! You realize it's just the fuse box, right? It's a metaphor! It's art!
0: Do you even know what a metaphor is?
1: Yeah, it's a horror beside a horror. Wait, no, hey, hang on. Let me tell you something about metaphorical representations right after it.
2: And now we're in the dark again.
4: Look, it's a simple story. Man versus nature. Man meets darkness. Man invents electricity to turn off the dark. Man is terrified of what he has become. Man's true nature for destruction and fear asserts itself. Man cannot resist tempting the gods one last time. Man undoes what he hath wrought. It's a tale as old as time.
0: You're talking about
1: Inquisitor Ethan?
4: Oh, well, in that case, he's just a pompous nutter. Huh.
1: I heard that. Oh, I'm not mad at all. Okay. As I was saying, um, I thought Naked Lunch was the pinnacle of nonsensical, self-indulgent stream-of-consciousness bullshit, but this movie tops it like a leather daddy at the Folsom Street Fair. I didn't think it was possible for there to be an animated feature with more of a vibe than an actual plot or a story than Ralph Bakshi's Wizards, but fucking leave it to Daniel to dredge up an exception that proves me wrong.
5: You're welcome!
1: This film felt like a mushroom trip without the feeling of euphoria or the visions of geometric rainbows, just the intense degree of introspection you get when the trip peaks. Wait, no, actually, no, no, no. It's like being trapped watching someone else's mushroom trip and watching someone else experience paraidolia and apophenia, which paraidolia means imposing a sense of meaning on something that's otherwise a neutral or nebulous stimuli. Apophenia is seeing deep, meaningful connections between things that are actually totally unrelated. Anyway.
0: Thank you, Webster's dictionary.
1: Continue. Okay. Anyway, this is a movie I would watch on mushrooms for sure, but I would not watch this on acid. But yeah, I would like. I feel like you'd need to take mushrooms to actually enjoy this film, Uh, which I I could not take in a single sober. Oh. Yeah, not recommended. Um, I, I couldn't take it in a single sitting, despite its scant 71-minute runtime. I couldn't even take it in two sittings. This movie's only barely over an hour long, and it took me three sittings to get all the way through it. And yes, while well, I'm certain my brain has been remapped by short-form, snackable media served through my smartphone, Christ, I can barely read books anymore. All I can, I can, I can induce it for feature films, provided they're worth sitting for. Um, I wouldn't be in the society if I couldn't sit for feature films, uh, which apparently are a dying art form, or so Gen Z tells me. Andre. <laughs> okay. But if they are a dying art form, this film probably should be the first one into the grave. I don't know.
0: They'll be the first against the wall when the revolution comes. Yes. Yeah, but maybe we can leave the theatrics and electrics alone and get back to the business at hand.
3: If we must. A bell tolls and the girl runs off again into the cityscape. We catch up with our girl hunkered in an alley, licking purloined jam off her fingers and drinking from her flask as she contemplates the meaning of her jammy fingers. Wanna know what jammy fingers mean? They mean you need a fucking spoon. Use a goddamn spoon, kid, I'm telling you. We're 22 minutes into a movie with a 71-minute runtime, and this is what's happening.
0: I want to mention that if you have misophonia, this is not the film for you. Because I had to mute it at that scene. I was getting icked out. I was about to puke.
5: Oh, uh, I was about to ask, what is misophonia?
0: It's when you get really seriously grossly out, grossed out by noises. Like, you can't stand hearing people chew. By the sound of people eating. Uh, yeah. It's not just people eating, but it's mostly yeah, I have people that eating. Too. I, I make my husband leave the room, a lot. Well,
1: no, like, I have the same problem. <laughs> insists on chewing with her fucking mouth open, and, and like I, I have had moments where like I've been driven to madness because of it. Yeah. Anyway, your daddy
2: loves you.
3: Just
5: doesn't <laughs> love when you Jeez, eat pizzas. So oh my
2: god, Zach. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Biomechanical penis tanks are a thing, but spoon technology is sadly neglected in this apocalyptic realm
1: of meaningfulness. I know, the tick would be offended. (laughs) Spoons are just
0: not (laughs) symbolic enough, I guess.
1: You tell that to the fucking ticks. (laughs) Boom! I meant for this
0: movie. (laughs) I didn't mean in general.
1: I mean in general. I'm talking about the tick. He knows the significance of the spoon. That's his goddamn battle cry. let spirit, chum. You need something more like. The thing you have to
4: remember
2: is there is no spoon. spoon. (laughs) (laughs) Not not, Not if you ask the goddamn
5: tick. (laughs) I have a purse spoon that 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 I take
0: everywhere so I don't have to use plasticware. I'm saving the earth. Oh, dear God, I
5: hope you wash that regularly.
0: Yes, I do every time I use it with spit and a napkin. We're
5: done with (laughs) spoons.
3: Ah, cool. Don't tell Iggy Pop. But wait, this is where it gets interesting. The girl lays her egg down on a blanket and climbs back up to the street to creep on the pretty boy as he contemplates something. It's not like he's been given much else to work with, but surprise, he's ready for her and somehow he's got her egg. My word, dear Lord, don't look at us like that. We're 22 minutes into a movie with a 71 minute runtime and this is the best we've got for excitement. It's a real piece of sleight of (laughs) egg he pulls her. (laughs) (laughs) Sleight of egg. She snatches the egg back is about to fuck right back off again when he asks her what she thinks is in the egg. When she refuses to tell him, he suggests breaking it open to find out. Oh, what's in the egg? Come oh. on, what's in the egg?
1: <laughs> it's like the end of seven. <laughs> yeah.
3: You didn't have to
0: explain Holy it. We knew where you were going with that.
1: Brad Pitt's wife's head.
2: <sighs> That's not what it was. <laughs> Are you sure? No. Did, or, did you imagine imagine having, you, oh, could you imagine having? Could you imagine having to stare it? at that for thirty seconds straight? It wasn't. It wasn't but, her
1: head. But I mean, no, imagine what's actually
0: in Gwyneth Paltrow's head right it wasn't? now. It's probably worse than whatever. Oh, there's
1: a dick in have a you, box. Have you seen? Have you seen
0: <laughs> Goop? The shit in her head cannot be any crazier than the shit in this movie.
5: No, no, no! It not actually. You can you can tell. There's there's <laughs> shots of a little bit of her hair and such. It's, <laughs> it's her head.
3: But uh, let me see. This goes over about as well as you can expect, and now she well and truly fucks off into some crazy ruins like a Byzantine palace designed by Erasmus Bosch, only Frenchier pretty boy possible? follows her from a distance as she demands to know who he is reasonably so she shouts at him not to follow her but follow her he does explain himself he does not consent be damned <sighs> which does nothing to reduce the similarity to said cousin in the panel van eventually she stops to take another drink from her precious crappy erlen meyer flask she offers him a drink, but he declines. Can't say as I blame him. She's staring at him like she just chugged back a pint of raw ether, which is to say, like a drunk in an early Irish novel.
2: Anyway, hey, you be staring at my egg. Do you want to fight your bastard with your
1: cross <laughs> and your great hair? It's
0: all about efficiency, man. Just got to get drunk as quickly and efficiently as possible.
1: Aye. I had to throw in a Hunter Thompson reference somewhere.
0: <laughs> Real. Hey. Did you guys hear something? Like the ominous sounds of shadow people silently gathering to silently do, like, bad silent shit? Oh crap, not you too. Uh, look out! Is mm, that a knife? What, where?
4: In his chest. Hey, what? Oh, oh, dear. That sounded to too
1: loud. Oh
0: grief, I take it back, I take it back. Where's it all coming from?
1: Over there, by that extremely significant, trademark, looking water fountain.
4: No, no, behind the consequential, trademark, coffee bar.
0: Don't they have to run out of knives at some point?
5: They, they look more like spikes. Symbolic spikes. Trademark. Wait. Stop thinking,
1: man, and get in the
0: fight! Up there on the meaningful mezzanine,
1: Trademark. My fellow visionists, ask not what your society can do for you, but what you can do for your society. This great chapter will endure as it has endured. We'll tribune and we'll pontificate. The only thing we have to fear is
0: fear! fear and surprise.
4: Right, and this Inquisition?
1: I, what the fuck?
4: I am a Inquisitor.
0: Come get some!
4: We shall defend our society, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight them on the exposition. We shall fight on the plot books. We shall fight among the protagonists and the cameos. We shall fight in the climax and the end credits. We shall never
3: surrender.
5: I'm I'm not sure that's gonna work. Uh, They seem more figurative than figures. Made of subtext.
1: It doesn't mean. It do. It do mean. These are no normal beings of flesh and blood. Though right? These
5: are metaforcers. They are far too meaningful and vague to be fought with conventional
1: weapons.
0: But I love conventional weapons. What are we
1: supposed to do? How uh, well, about we leg it? Motion carried. We'll meet in the hall of vases past the tapestry ring. But, but
5: if we head that way, will not we miss the antique brassware mezzanine? Fuck
1: the antique brassware mezzanine.
2: That sentence I wasn't expecting
5: to hear today. But, but what about i can to take care of themselves. Oh, right. Uh, and scrutinizer Zachariah? Run. Run! Run! <laughs> Wait for me! Fuck you. That episode of the Cinemania Society was written and performed by Zachariah Burks, Ethan Ireland, Andrea Palladino, Andy Slack, Andre Luke Martinez, Hope Bravo, and Daniel Scribner. Produced, mixed, and mastered by Ethan Ireland. Music by Carl Casey at White Bat Audio. Sound effects and incidental music courtesy of Epidemic Sound. Thanks, Epidemic Sound. Visit us at cinemaniasociety.podbean.com for Season 1 and Profiles in Cinemania. We have social media for you to join the discussion. We have a subreddit at r slash the Cinemania Society and a Facebook group. If you liked what you heard, head over to Patreon and throw us a few bones. We love making fun stuff for folks to listen to, but it sure isn't free, and anything and everything helps. The Cinemania Society is a product of the Cinemania Society LLC, and will sue.